Saturday morning. That means it's time for the Cummins Real Estate Group Show with Rockstar Realtor Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. Good morning, Michelle. Good morning, Curtis. Hello. Hello. We're back. Howdy. We're back, <laughs> and we're uh, we're here because the snow hasn't started yet. That they're threatening for us early this week. Well, it usually snows by now, doesn't it? Sometimes. I mean, it's it's hard to say. Sometimes we get a little snow in November. Usually it's like January, though, and we get the big dump. Did we have November? I don't remember November or Movember or anything happening in November. Did we already go through November? It's just about done. No way. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, you know, December's coming up fast. Golly. You might start <laughs> wanting to think about Christmas shopping. I'm just saying. <laughs> no Christmas shopping this year. Well, I'm going to veto that. <laughs> just get Richard a guitar and... W- look at a guitar. Just That'll get, be the best. No, get him a guitar. How oh, many guitars does he have right now? Yeah, well, you know, and that one, the other one, oh my gosh, too many to count. I mean, what has he got? <laughs> eight or nine? <laughs> least because i mean but you need them for different tones different sounds that is a musician's excuse no actually i know i know i know it's true it's like different sticks for your drums exactly different skins for your drums except, different sounds except drumsticks are a lot cheaper than guitars uh-huh see <laughs> so i follow you but yeah i mean yeah, because you get lighter ones, heavier ones, whatever for the sound you're going for. But yeah, you, I usually use the light ones and break them like crazy. That's what I do. Oh, no. You hit them too hard. Well, because I'm using lighter sticks, I have to hit them harder. But earlier, you had mentioned before we started recording the show about Steve Gadd's sticks. Yeah, you like. I used to love Steve Gadd's sticks. Those were one of my favorites. I uh, I now like the, uh, I have the Ringo sticks that have purple on the bottom and Oh, yeah. Cool. And just wood on the top. I like those ones a lot. But uh, I use a lighter, like almost like a jazz stick, because I started in jazz band in high school ah. and, and middle school and stuff. So I'm used to using those sticks. The problem is you're playing rock music with the lighter sticks. You tend to break them because they're like baseball bats. You hit them the wrong way, and they shatter. That's because you're so strong. Oh, yeah. That's what it is. It's lifting those <laughs> sticks every time. <laughs> so Thanksgiving was last week, U.S., of course. Well, yeah, you and your double Thanksgiving. It was so fun. I didn't actually, usually I get two turkeys, but this year, no, I was working pretty late into the night and, you know, I didn't get my turkey dinner, but my few, my sisters called me on the Facebook chat or FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So we're all in little squares. And actually my sister's birthday is on Thanksgiving this year. And the day before is my youngest sister's birthday. And then my nephew's birthday was this week. Like it was a week of birthdays. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, actually, I have a lot of birthdays this week, too. It was my mom's birthday this week when, uh, you know, she passed away 20 years ago. It was her birthday. My best friend's birthday is this week. My niece's was, like, last week. Um, My brother-in-law's was last week. So there's something about November. Yeah. Movember. Movember. November, Movember. But you didn't grow a mustache this Movember. No, no. My, my, the, the hockey team I coached desperately tried me to. To get me to do it. And I'm like, you don't know, because I'm coaching 18, 19, 20-year-olds that have mustaches, okay? So <laughs> I'm like, it's, you don't understand. It'll stop growing after a few days, and I just have stubble. It's not going to work. He could just add some, you know, like ladies add eyelashes. I, maybe that's, maybe next year I will, <laughs> I'll do that. But yeah, I'm like, no, you guys just carry on, do your thing. So I do- support the cause, but I can't really do much. I'm follically challenged. Did you or Kelly do any shopping yesterday? No. Black Friday. No, I, because uh, I, 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 I worked retail for so many years and things like that, I always find that it's just, there's very few times where the discount is worth 
the hassle for me to go out and get in the lines and fight with the people and I'll just have my mental health and pay the full price. <laughs> have you ever, okay, so I'm assuming you have never stayed up all night, went out in your pajamas in the middle of the night and started shopping all night long, like well, the night before. Back before we, because yeah, you know, Black Friday's been a big thing in the U.S. forever, right? Mm-hmm. Much like we have Boxing Day here, and we didn't really have Black Friday here until like what the last ten years. Yeah, exactly. Uh, when I was a teenager, there was a few times where, guy, uh, uh, were you were you around for A and B Sound? A and B Sound used to yes. have their big Boxing Day things, and there was a couple times where I was like at A and B Sound at five a.m. lined <laughs> up to to go in and pick up some music, or maybe I need a new car stereo or something. Oh, that's good deals. There's yeah. some really good deals. But yeah, there's only one or two or three or four of them. So you have to be there like bright and early or sleep there the night before. A few of my, my sisters first, are diehards. I think I got my first D, um, CD player at AMB really? Sound like 30 odd years ago. Oh, gosh. Uh, so that's know, memorable. Yeah, it was something like, you know, on for like 59 bucks or something. And they had a, they did have a lot of them actually. It was like their door crash. It was like just a stack of them at the front door. Oh, that's cool. And so, you got it. Yeah, and you'll I never did. forget. I, yeah. Special occasion. I might even still have that kicking around at my dad's house. I don't know. Oh, that's nostalgic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so today we're going to talk about some real estate news. That's usually what we do. Yes. We usually talk real estate. And uh, the first uh, little tidbit of information is that BC Housing is planning its immediately going to extend speculation taxes. And so this report came out in the, or through the uh, Western Investor, which I truly enjoy. It's a really good um, magazine for commercial and for different information. So uh, I'm going to read you from, read to you and our listeners uh, from Western Investor. So banning condo rentals will expose about 300,000 owners to vacant home taxes. A proposed Housing Supply Act in B.C. released November 21st by Premier David Ebby would outlaw rental restrictions in strata, so that's condo or townhouses, projects in B.C. It would also expose all owners of strata housing units in major urban markets to the provincial speculation tax, or the empty home tax, which currently exempts those units in strata buildings that don't allow rentals and a similar tax in the city of Vancouver. So, yes, it dissolves the exemption category. The speculation tax is applied for homes in B.C. that are left vacant, but the current law allows an exemption when a covenant or a strata bylaw prevents the property from being rented out. Lifting the exemption would mean that an owner would be subject to the tax, which is 0.5% of the home's value for B.C. residents and 2% for foreign buyers or owners, I should say. When the average condo apartment in Metro Vancouver valued at approximately 727000 in a strata townhouse at just over $1 million, the B.C. resident tax would range from about 3500 to 5000 Strata owners in the city of Vancouver would also suddenly be subject to the Vancouver vacant home tax, which was recently increased to 3% and which currently exempts units that are subject to a strata's rental restriction. The average condo apartment in Vancouver sold in October for approximately 800000 meaning a $24,000 tax if it is not rented out for at least six months of the year. If passed, BC's proposed Housing Supply Act would come into effect through regulations in mid 
2023. While proposal amendments to the Strata Property Act would come into effect immediately, Strata studies have shown that the highest vacancy rates are in buildings with no rental restrictions. At the same time, properties with rental bylaws average a vacancy rate of 0% to 4% is what the study found. So the expectation that the removal of rental bylaws will result in a a solution for rental housing has no correlation to the statistics, as stated in November 21st letter to provincial MLAs. The potential effect of terminating rental bylaws will be an increase in condo purchases for the purpose of speculation and investment. Landlords rarely participate in strata operations and rarely support increased strata fees or special levies for repairs. So this isn't a concern of theirs. The province estimates there are about 300,000 strata units that may be subject to rental bans. However, the new Housing Supply Act would still allow stratas to have bylaws banning short-term rentals such as Airbnbs, VRBOs. The new act would also require the fastest growing communities in urgent need of housing stock. And there's eight to ten communities that are estimated by the province to fall into this category to establish housing targets in consultation with the province. So the target setting is intended to be a collaboration approach. Municipalities will figure where and how that housing is built, according to Premier Ebby's statement. So a question that uh, a colleague of mine passed in one of our Facebook group pages was, okay, this is interesting. Here is, this is what he says, here is an interesting hypothetical situation a strata listing in a currently 45 plus complex ndp is going to pass legislation to allow rentals complex calls a meeting and raises the age limit to 55 plus but needs three weeks notice to do so and then time to register the new bylaw in the meantime an investor buys the unit but completes after the laws and bylaws are changed at what point do the new laws and bylaws go into effect so there's that's one question with so many others regarding what they're wanting to put forward. Mm. So that's interesting news I wanted to share. Yeah, that's definitely because, you know, that's, again, it's been one of those loopholes and that loophole's going to be gone. Yes. And you know how hard it is to remember. We have to claim every, well, if you're within the municipalities that have the speculation tax, you have to remember to claim every year. Otherwise, they're going to just automatically charge you anyways. Mm-hmm. But there's situations where, yes, you're renovating or service providers are taking longer than expected or there's certain things that happen and maybe maybe you aren't finding a, a tenant or you can't over a certain amount of period of time. This is going to change a lot. Yeah, that's that's... It's an intriguing change, that's for sure. Yeah. It's going to create some interesting situations, I think. Mm-hmm. And it is true what they say and the concerns about landlords don't pay attention to their monthly meetings or mm-hmm. their annual general meetings. They really, they, the ones that I know, and I'm one myself, I don't. Yeah. I don't. I don't go to any of the meetings. I don't watch them via Zoom. I don't even read the minutes. That's right. I don't live there. That doesn't affect me directly, right? Hopefully the tenants are paying attention. (laughs) My tenants are amazing, though. Perfect. And you're good to go. They do pay attention. (laughs) So we should probably take a break here and then uh, come back in just a bit with the second half. But uh, before we go, we should tell people where they can go to find all your listings and everything else. Oh, and then I'll grab a Christmas coffee. Uh, MichelleCummins.ca Christmas coffee. Uh Uh-oh. It's going to be a long second segment. We'll be back with more right after this.
And we are back with segment number two of the Cummins Real Estate Group Show with Michelle Cummins and myself, Curtis Pope. So we went through some of the news that's going on. What are we talking about here on the second segment? Well, I wanted to bring up an article, uh, of course. <laughs> the the name of the article is Suddenly BC to Become Tough on Crime. So kind of focusing Suddenly. on... <laughs> we're, we're concentrating on BC news uh, today. And yeah, suddenly. Does that surprise you? That's just a, it's a weird you know, headline to me because it's like, I like to think that the police forces have been doing their job. <laughs> you know, suddenly we're doing our job. No, I, I, I don't know what they're writing here. I got a lot of friends that are police officers. Maybe I'm being a little overly sensitive. It just sounds odd to me. Suddenly, we're tough on crime. <laughs> okay, so... Suddenly, we're tougher on right, crime. Maybe tougher, is what they should have Yeah, done. that would... You know how they are with the article, yes. right? You know, it's got to be, you know, grab the attention. It's got to grab your attention. Yeah. So, after five years of watching street crimes spiral out of control as Attorney General BC's new premier plans to crack down on chronic offenders so this is from frank o'brien of course the western investor again just came out so the bc government has launched a safer communities action plan that earns to keep repeat offenders off the streets and strengthen communities according to david ebby who has been bc attorney general for the past five years the role of the eternal general if you didn't know is to provide legal advice to the government and the inf- Initiation and conduct of all uh, prosecutors, I can talk. (laughs) They're basically the top lawyer in the province. I did have a sip of Christmas coffee, (laughs) not drunk. Of criminal offenses. Yes, exactly. You said it, Curtis. I just dumbed it down. It's the top lawyer in the the, the province. So uh, people might not know that if they're from the states. (laughs) You have attorney generals down there in, in the states by state, don't you? Everything's so different. Different type of bureaucracy? Yep. Jump over, but yes. Plus, you have you have federal and uh, city and everything. I, yeah, it can be. Yeah, I can see it be a little different. Mm-hmm. A little more convoluted. Yes. A little more. So, Ebby stepped down as AG to run unopposed for the premier's chair. So now, Premier David Ebby made the safety announcement on November twentieth, just days after being sworn into office, saying that suddenly public safety is now his key priority. The plan recognizes that there is zero tolerance for violence in B.C. and concentrates on helping people overcome the process of being in and out of jail, he said. However, as the opposition B.C. liberals noted, all of the changes could have been made months ago, and many have been demanding by experts for a long time. So in April of this year, for example, mayors representing B.C.'s biggest communities called on the provincial government for more support to stop repeat offenders amid a rise in property crimes and random assaults. Our residents, frontline police officers, and our councils are frustrated. We implore the province and for your ministries to move forward quickly on tangible solutions, the letter from the BC Urban Mayors and Caucus said. Since 2017, when Ebby took over as Eternal General, there has been a 118% increase in the amount of time the province takes to review files it receives from police and a 75% increase in the rate of the BC prosecution service choosing to not change suspects based on police cases according to the letter. The mayors had flagged cases where super chronic offenders had 50 convictions 
restrictions. Oh my goodness, or more, and we're still walking free. I know so many people who are very upset about this. That was my little input there. Well, it is true. I mean, it is frustrating when you see people out of chronically been in and out of jail or wherever else and ever you see their picture on line or in the newspaper that they're you know been arrested again for whatever crime and then you read three weeks later that they're out on bail or whatever yeah it's a frustrating thing it is because look at all the harm and the crime they're doing in between every single time like how many times it's like three strikes you're out that's what i always say it's a bit of a revolving door So more than 900 innocent people have been violently attacked by strangers in the Vancouver area alone since the B.C. Liberals first called on David Eby to issue a directive to crown prosecutions, um, prosecutors and end this harmful catch and release policy for repeat criminal offenders. Liberal leader Kevin Falcon said in a press release following Eby's safety plan announcement. It's clear that what was announced this morning had been prepared for months and was withheld for David Ebby to opportunistically take the credit. For David Ebby to play politics and public safety is unacceptable, is what he says. So Ebby said that one of the first steps in setting up a coordinated response terms to address the issue of violent offenders. These teams are made up of police, dedicated prosecutors, probation officers, he said. Their mission is to prevent violent crime before it happens. And when it does happen, to make sure that violent offenders wait for trial in custody and not in our community. The plan also calls for increasing response to those in mental health crisis with initiatives like 12 new peer-assisted care teams, some of them indignous-led. These peer-assisted teams intervene when people are in mental health crisis in our streets, freeing up police to focus on crime instead of social services, is what Abby said. Abby said, attorney. General Mary Rankin will instruct prosecutors to implement a clear and understandable bail policy for repeat violent offenders within existing federal guidelines. We're also providing training and services for prosecutors to work with police to make sure that the materials that are put in front of the court in the case of a violent offense are complete. So the court is making a decision on all of the facts and can protect the public, he said. The plan will also deal with the high numbers of indigenous people in the justice system. Ebby said action includes opening 10 new justice centers across the province to go with three that are already in operation. Ebby said people struggling with addictions and mental health need treatment to get better and the plan calls for a new model of care for them that moves seamlessly from crisis response in our emergency rooms and our streets to detox, to treatment and supportive housing. Nanaimo Mayor Leonard Krog praised the plan's scope. We've all seen the impacts of criminal behavior in the downtown, he said. That's why I'm pleased to see the province's coordinated approach of both enforcement and strengthened services, which will help break the cycle of repeat offending, help people to receive the support they need, and help people feel safe and secure in our community. And I was talking with you earlier, Curtis, about the how we have a great crime map here in Abbotsford, and it's fantastic because it kind of it shows you, you know, 
car was broken in here, mm-hmm. you know, all sorts of things. And I, I would love if more municipalities got on board and did that as well. But that website, if you'd like to go to it, is www.abbypd.ca. And that's the website there. And it's pretty fantastic. And I know so many clients and friends who actually work for, uh, you know, the public system and uh, for those with mental health issues. And I support uh, a couple of these houses myself. um, And it is really important. And I just I hope they do something like that. It's like when you when you're at an intersection and you know there's always accidents, always people die all the time. Accidents are happening all the time. But they, nothing gets done until enough people die, and yeah. then they finally do something about it. Well, again, maybe three, three times should prove it. But things take a lot longer in government, I know. It does. It's called bureaucracy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I wanted to move on then about uh, new, new listings coming up. Now, we are going into a time where it's winter, December's just around the corner, and, you know... Not much, as much happens in the real estate world. It slows year. down a Most little. Most people don't buy a home in November, December. Oh, wait a minute. That's when you had me buy a house. <laughs> well, so when you're a buyer, it is a fantastic time to buy because you find some great deals That's out true. there. Because if you're a seller selling in winter, it means you pretty much have to sell. You really want to sell. You're motivated to sell. And you're a buyer looking in the winter it may not be as fun it may not be as warm <laughs> it may not look as pretty you may have to you know go through the snow and rely on pictures from last summer of the property and what it looks like because you can't see under the snow uh, or you may have to fight the rain you know yes. but hey you can find some good deals because nobody who wants to go out outside and look at properties in the winter and move in january that was another fun thing so you have less competition as a buyer and as a seller, you've got motivated buyers as well. So right. it's good on both parts, really. Yeah, maybe not as much inventory, but people are definitely motivated. Exactly. So with that, new listings. I've got a 1.73 acre that you can build on, the house of your dreams. And it's off Bell Street in Mission. You just it's- become a Southern Bell there. You went into your Southern accent. It happens sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like gone uh, with the wind also- suddenly here. <laughs> Well, I was having a hard time talking before, so, you know. (laughs) It's a beautiful piece of property with the drilled well already in place, and it's septic approved. The asking price is $899,999, and that is a Black Friday deal. And then I got a new listing as of yesterday. This is a mobile home in DeRoche. So just east of Mission, it's still considered Mission. And it's about maybe 18, 20 minutes out of Mission for $100,000. And it's on a 6,000 square foot lot. Wow. And it's 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 at the end of the park. So you can actually uh, get out the back way and you don't even have to drive through the park. Because you can go in and out that way. And so that's a fantastic location. It's got a huge carport, really high. So you can do a boat or an RV. But it's got a carport. It's got extra parking. It's great. And only 100000 The house is a two-bedroom with a, a workshop. And it does need tender loving care. That TLC, capital TLC. Gorgeous for 6,000 square foot lot though. Wow. Beautiful area too. And then I've got a... Uh, a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo 
on the fourth floor in Upper Montrose in downtown Abbotsford. And this is in a building that I own in, and I love it. My tenants love it. It is a great location. You can walk everywhere. I just love downtown. So Abbotsford, that is. And so that's for $550, and that is ready to go. And it's only a year and a half old. So this is this is a really nice one. Um, and then quote of the week. You know, I was thinking of giving you the quote of the week this week, Curtis, but I didn't give you the heads up. So It's probably safer than because you just do it then because who knows I'll <laughs> dig back into the file who knows it'll come out so let's let you do it okay okay so when I stand before God at the end of my life I would hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say I used everything you gave me I like that one and that's from Irma Bombeck hmm. I like that I was going to go with it ain't over till it's over from Yogi Berra so <laughs> You did get come up with a quote. <laughs> well, I, I seem to always fall back to like Yogi Berra-isms or baseball coach things. So <laughs> It happens. Or a Mickey Mouse. Or Mickey Mouse, yes. I could always do that. <laughs> um, all right. Well, if people want uh, more information about what you do as a, a realtor or maybe have a look at those listings, where can they go? michellecummins.ca. And join us again next week when we will talk real estate in order to unlock your real estate potential on a show where real estate is maximized. Thanks for listening.